Welcome everybody to this episode of Sig Neutron Sputron. It's a live episode and that is gonna go nuts. No, stop it. Shh. You go out. No. You didn't he didn't bark at all until I, I hit record and then he knows. No. No. Stop. stop. You're pushing me into the mic. Stop it. No. No, no. I love you, but no. I'm doing the podcast thing. I know, people love you too, but like your barks are too much, too much for the podcast. <laughs> so, um, yeah, where have I been? This has been a long time since I've done a podcast episode. And uh, I don't even know where to begin. Um, I think, first of all, I could say that um, uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, so I've documented a lot of my healing more in depth on um, Patreon, but I, um, I'm just like drawing a blank right now. Uh, yeah, no, so, okay, yeah, what, blah, podcast, you know, so I'm live on Twitch right now too, because I just got back to streaming live on Twitch, and I should just talk words good and stuff. I feel like a little out of my element. I almost feel a little bit nervous doing this episode. Um, I don't I don't even know why. It's because it's on and I'm just like, oh, I haven't said anything in so long. But um, I, I've been, I had to, if you missed, missed out, like two months ago, I took a break from social media and um, I was just feeling overwhelmed and unheard, but really, now that I've had time to unplug, like, I, it just, the community has been so amazing, and, and everybody online, like, there's so many people that uh, support me and, and love what I do, and I'm really, first and foremost, I gotta say thank you so much to everybody, uh, especially those that have reached out since I, I left the internet. Um, it was, uh, it was tough. I just felt like I, well, I now know, after two months, I realized what it was, and I had to deal with a lot of trauma that I wasn't dealing with, and that was a lot of it was surrounding um, just my pansexuality and my gender expression, and, you know, it took me a while to kind of, like, realize that I was pansexual, and that that was a whole process that I'm going to detail on Patreon as well. Um, but uh, once I did, then, then I, like, I realized, because when I was 16, I was really starting to figure that out. I, I started wearing women's clothing and makeup and stuff. Um, but then I lived in a small town in the Midwest in 2006, and it was just a very hateful place and a hateful time. And so I slowly, I guess I just kind of, like, closed off those parts of myself for most of my life. And... Um, and a lot of that hurt drove me out to L.A. Uh, it was a driving force, you know, because, um, you know, you, you grow up in the Midwest and you're like, man, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do something with my life, you know. And then you have all these people that are just viciously, aggressively hateful to you. And, um, man, I, my thoughts just feel all over the place. Like, it's, I guess... There's so much. There's so much emotions that I've been dealing with, and I'm, I'm still dealing with about all of it. Um, it's like every day I think that something. It's like 
Well, I do. Here's the thing: it's like I, I'm realizing I'm learning a lot about healing, and healing is, um, it's a process. It's not, you know, I have these big breakthroughs, and I'm like, ah, oh, yes, I I understand that part of myself, and and I'm making peace with that, and I'm letting that go, releasing that, uh, and then, you know, and then I, I like there'll be this grace period of really awesome feelings and then inevitably like something pops up again. Um, but you know, it's, uh, I don't know. Life is complicated and you really gotta, you really gotta unpack it and, uh, figure it out <laughs> because it's, it's not easy, man. Especially when the world is so hateful and, and most people don't understand themselves, but they will, uh, They'll viciously attack other people even when they don't even understand themselves. And that's kind of it's kind of what I experienced through most of my life. And I, I kinda I thought that was just normal. Um, but I think unplugging from everything really allowed me to realize that what I experienced like was in no way normal or even socially acceptable. Um, back back when I was a kid we didn't have you know, there was no like LGBTQ tags or uh, you know, like pride emojis and all that stuff that, that is today. And I'm so happy that all that stuff exists. Um, and that's why, you know, throughout my whole life, I've always been an advocate for the LGBTQ community. And I didn't even know that that was, uh, I didn't even know I was a part of that community because <laughs> I was so traumatized my entire life that, um, you know, I, when it's 16 is a confusing time anyways and you start to uh i started blossoming into myself and, and my gender expression and and sexuality and um only to be like immediately uh, viciously attacked for it so i hid those parts of myself um because they were they were dangerous uh for for me um to to and then i realized like throughout my life you know like i i Somebody last stream talked about uh, Lily Lou, and um, I started looking at their videos. I, I still got a deep dive into all of their content, but I subscribed to their Patreon. I'm getting really uh, excited to uh, hear their story because uh, I watched Randy showed me one video, and they were describing what their you know their experience with sexual or you know gender expression and and things, and um, it was. Uh, I, I just cried. I just like my, I just, just like the heavy cry, like my snot was running on my face. And it was just like, I was like, wow, like somebody described my exact experience from a different perspective. And when you see somebody else so fully and so uh, just spot on relay your experience back to you, that's a powerful, it's a powerful thing. And, and that makes, makes me realize like how, how important it is for me to be open with, you know, the world and my community because I have, I, my entire life I've lived half of who I was. Um, and that led to like alcoholism and dark shit. And uh, it, I realized, you know, I grew up in Indiana, uh, went straight to makeup school. And right after makeup school, I went straight to LA and I was like a real go getter. And I was like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, you know, I want to make something myself and I'll show them, I'll show all those people that were so mean to me. Um, and that was a, that was good at the time because it drove me to, to do, to get out here, to get out to LA. It's a town that I've never been to, you know, and, and make something of myself. And I've done that. 
Um, but then I now I don't need to be creating from a place of like, I'll show them. Uh, I need to be creating from a place of just love and connectedness and appreciation for people and life. Um, you know, so it's been a process to let all of those hurtful feelings go. And then sometimes they, they pop up in weird ways and there's all this fallout that you never really expect. Um, but every day is a new experience and, and it's exciting. And, I, and I'm really appreciative that now I finally have the tools, like a big thanks to Rani, to be honest, um, equipping me with the spiritual and emotional tools to unpack myself and figure myself out. And, um, you know, I, man, I didn't, I, I didn't know really where this episode was going to go. Um, but it's just kind of, uh, I guess it's just like letting out what needs to come out. Um, but I mean, if you listen to any of the episodes prior to this, this was, that was me just, I don't, there were so many thoughts in my head and so, so much noise and so much confusion. Uh, and I, I put that into the music that I made and in these podcasts. And if you go back and listen to those, you'll really hear, um, you get a really deep look into my psyche and my mind and my feelings at the time. Um, and towards the end of 2020, actually, like, I mean, I documented all of my experience of 2020 in the podcast. So um, it's really interesting because episode two of Sputron is that's episode one. I wasn't sober yet. I was still drinking alcohol. Uh, and then episode two was right when I got sober. So basically, my entire podcast is me documenting my journey of sobriety um, and, and spirituality and then I never even knew that that was going to end up leading me to the, discover that, you know, I was like pansexual, gender fluid, gender full. I call it gender full. I don't know. There's, there's a lot of confusion and stuff. Like, even within, like, the LGBT community, it's like, I don't even know where I fit in, to be honest. Um, I, there's, there's the trans community, and, and I don't, I don't. I don't feel like that fits me because like I don't I don't want to transition to anything other than what I am and I'm not, and that's not a, a statement or a reflection on anyone else um, because we're all here figuring ourselves out so if anyone wants to transition I absolutely support them you know like that's that is that's uh, a hundred percent up to everyone you know um, but where I'm at it's like I feel like I am equal parts man and equal parts woman in and, and spirituality actually helped me figure out this concept. And it's because it, outside of our flesh vessels, we're so much more. Uh, and everybody is the divine feminine and the divine masculine. But if you look throughout history, anytime that you've, you've uh, I don't know, you cross that line or you sit somewhere in the middle, you're, you're demonized and you're, you know. Um, <sighs> yeah. I don't want to be Debbie Downer today, but um, I don't know. There's just some stuff like weighing on me too, because like I had a great time, a great weekend, and I'm super stoked to be back to streaming. And then like today, I just kind of started thinking about like some of the people in my life that I had helped before, and um, you know, and they're part of the LGBT community. Uh, but some of these people, I'm not, uh, names are totally irrelevant. Um, but they've legitimately like 
not only just like ghosted me, but like actively told me that they don't want to be a part of my life anymore. And that really, that really hurt. Because like I still, I still don't need, like I'm still figuring myself out and it's nice to have people to talk to. And it's like, who, who do you talk to about this kind of stuff, you know? It's like, it's not, it's not technically societally, socially normal yet to, um, I don't know, uh, have more expanded concepts of gender and gen- I mean, but it, but it's it's happening, which is really cool. Um, but I still I feel so strange because I've spent I've spent 31 years of my life thinking that I was just a straight male, you know, and but I was only I only was that because. I limited myself because of the trauma that I experienced in my life. And it was so traumatic and so horrible that I didn't even realize that I was editing myself because I was afraid. You know, I always thought I was fucking punk rock and I, you know, like wearing loud clothes and um, loud colors and stuff, and I, I didn't even know that that was even linked to anything about gender expression or sexuality. I was just expressing myself uh, in what felt right to me. And so many people hated me for that. Uh, I couldn't get a job in the Midwest or anything. Um, it, and now now I know that that is, uh, that's discrimination. <laughs> but we didn't really, I mean, I mean, those terms obviously existed, but for, like, a small-town white kid, you know, like, discrimination was... I I didn't know that I was being discriminated against. I didn't know that... um, I don't know. I just thought that's how people were, you know? Uh, The biggest culture shock to me when I moved out to L.A. was uh, I, I could actually go to the store or something and not be called the F word. <laughs> it was like, it, everywhere I went in the Midwest, it didn't matter where it was, it was, uh, I could be going into a gas station, Walmart, wherever it was, it was like, somebody always had to call me the F word. And I did, these people, I didn't even know these people, man. And like, that shit's not normal and it's not okay. Um, and that's the kind of shit you bury deep down, you know? But it's, I'm bringing it to the surface and, and I'm talking about it. And I feel like I have, I don't have a duty because like, <laughs> duty, I said duty. Um, you know, but, but in some sense, I, I feel like I do um, because I don't want, I, I want to fight for a world where people don't have to grow up and go through what I went through. Um, and I see Twitch embracing the LGBTQ plus community um, and it's just so strange because my entire life I've always supported the community but I've been on the outside of it because I didn't know that that was me I didn't know I was a part of it and now I'm experiencing strange feelings of even saying that I'm a part of the community and and where do I fit into the community you know it's like I don't know and I have I I feel like in a way that gives me a unique perspective on things and um I really, I really appreciate that. And if my tone sounds like sad right now and stuff, it's like, I I want you all to know that I'm like doing really well. Um, But I, you know, I've also 
I'm emotionally aware enough to to know how feelings are and and you can't run away from feelings you can't push them away and you can't act like they don't exist because then they just fester and they get worse um so anything i'm talking about right now it's just that's why my tone sounds heavy is because that's the feelings that i'm i'm sitting in right now is is heavy heavy feelings um you know and it's so crazy that i i just i I want people to know how much trauma and people discrimination and stuff can can really affect a person in their quest to find themselves uh, in such secret, unnoticed ways. You know, like I again, like I said, like I thought I was straight and and male for my entire life, but I but I'm so much more than that. But I only thought I was that because people threatened me and and hated me for part like trying to show my full self i don't know if i've ever even shown my full self to the world um even you know sig neutron you guys know me as sig neutron and like that's uh even that's like a moniker i'm sorry i'm now getting like emotional about it but you know it's like that's just a a character that I created to protect myself um, and I watched uh, Lily Lou's video and they were talking about that too it was uh, they created these characters to protect themselves because I don't know I'd, and the reason why I had to take a break from the internet was because uh, I felt like I was trying really hard to succeed in a in a world where it's all about like selling yourself and it's all about like getting the likes and getting the follows and, and I felt like I just never had enough followers or you know but it's like but that's that's such bullshit that's that's what this there's a lot about the current system of humans and, and humanity what's happening right now there's a lot about it that's, it's bullshit and and we need a massive like rethink of our priorities um, it's I forget what I was saying. I was saying something. I lost my train of thought. Um, yeah. Uh, man, where'd it go? It just like, <laughs> just came and went. Um, if anybody's just joining us, this, I, I'm just kind of, this is a live recording of a Sputron, and I'm just kind of, opening up about where I've been and what's been going on with me because I totally had to unplug from the internet for about two months. And I'm really happy that I did. And because I realized if I didn't do that unplug, I wouldn't have been able to focus on all the underlying trauma that was rampant in my, my being. Um, like just vicious hurt uh, that I, it was so bad that I didn't even realize I was even hurt because I, 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 I guess I understand the concept of like repressed memories now is because like you experience something so traumatic and you just like, you're like, all right, I can't, I can't function with that. So I have to just cut that part off. And, and that's what I did. And, uh, but being in this age of the internet and everybody like needing to you know there's just so 
so much content, so many things, so, so much stuff, uh, which is amazing. That's really cool, but it's so easy to get lost in all of that stuff. And you're an artist and you're creating the stuff, but you also want to support your friend's stuff. And you're trying, you're trying to do this dance of like supporting and, and watching your friend's stuff, but also trying to make your own stuff. And, and it's just, it's just so, hey, gripping yarn, thanks so much. I, I feel it, I really do. And I wanna tell you, like all of you that, that are here right now, like I'm really appreciative of, of you being here. Um, this is, uh, yeah, I, I, I'm gonna start, you know, talking about all this stuff a lot more because I, seeing other people talk about it was so helpful to me and, and I, if I can help anybody else make sense of themselves, then, um, you know, that's, that's awesome. You know, that's, that's what I'm here for. I'm not here to like have a million followers that I don't even engage with or interact with. And I'm not here to just get like thousands of hearts on a picture or something, you know, like I'm here to like connect with people. I'm here to create and inspire and, and, all of those things are so much better when you do them together with other people. And that 2021, this is the new paradigm that we need to move into, is community and collaboration. And we have to drop the fear of words like socialism and shit because like it's, everybody's just confused, man. Like it's, let's just break it down into what's, what's common sense here. When you have a group of people Let's say America, for instance, just say America. When there's a group of people like that, uh, what helps those group of people live a fulfilled life? It is working together. It is like helping each other. It's like everybody knows that sometimes you need help and sometimes it's nice to help other people. And when everybody does that, we all succeed. And this is back in the, you know i was making you know if you listen to these episodes of this podcast i focus heavily on irreverentism and it's the idea that we can we can all like come together all diversity is our superpower our, our cultures and our the different ways that we think and the different things that we know that's our superpower if we can bring all that stuff together we're unstoppable you know and like i guess i'm kind of all over the place with where this is going but it's it's good to be back and it's good to be talking to all of you. I you know I I was I was kind of afraid to come back. I, I didn't I didn't uh, I didn't know what to do. I didn't know I don't know. I didn't know I, I you know and I still I, I like I said I I don't know where I fit into any of this uh, like communities or. You know, I'm, I'm just me, and I, I've always sort of felt out of place. Um, but what puts me out of place is what makes me so special. And and I want you to know that, too. If you ever feel out of place and you feel lost or something, like, if people don't understand you, that's not your fault, and that's no reflection on you. And, and I don't want anyone to internalize that. And just because someone doesn't understand you, don't. Don't let that shape your opinion about yourself. Because you're, you're all so beautiful. You're, you're infinite possibility. And that's, we're all like infinite potentials and possibilities to be anything that we want. And um, 
and I just I just want to inspire people to be what they want to be. That's what I've always wanted to do, and and now I was working so hard to get more followers, to get this, to get that I wasn't even like paying attention to like I mean I wasn't not paying attention to it, but like the community that I have, like I'm so so stoked for the cigarette pack and everybody anybody that like even like has engaged me online or sent a message of support like i I really want to thank you and when i left the internet i got a overwhelming amount of messages and i did my best to read them all uh instagram deleted some of them because they were stuck in a folder but i really tried to uh read them all and i that's that was that was a big part of my healing and i don't want to if anybody sent like i want to thank y'all for that um and uh yeah i wasn't let's see gripping yarn says i've been working in the nonprofit sector for a while with a group that crowdsources complicated solutions and i gotta say it's a major project to bring minds together and help keep them all being kind and respecting each other especially in this era yeah that's it's like open source uh collaboration i feel like is like definitely the wave of the future because if we can if we can support each other while we all use our minds to think around problems, we're gonna get to solutions much faster. But see, we don't have much in the way of like safety nets, like social safety nets, and like, and there's so much misinformation and and discrimination and, and all this like confused stuff with like racism and and there's a lot of stuff that we gotta deal with, you know. And and we need to have frank, open conversations about it. And for those of you that are listening on Twitch, like. Is the music and my voice, is it like a, a good level? Because <laughs> um, I, I, I like the audio to be good because, you know, sound is really important. Um, but I'm going to be doing a really in-depth uh, look or a deep dive into my healing, my gender expression, and my sexuality on Patreon. Um, so if you if you want to join there, it's patreon.com slash rancig, R-A-N-C-I-G. Uh, it's only you can join for as little as a dollar because again I like I try to think of solutions and I'm not a fan like I don't hate capitalism I, I'm a fan of like good benevolent capitalism but we're living in crony capitalism so um, I believe things like pay what you can is a very a good healthy model so our patreons pay what you can so you can join for as little as a dollar and you can get access to all of our content so for like 12 bucks a year you can you can get all access to all kinds of content. I um, I draw like pornography and all kinds of stuff, like really deep like healing and also artistic expression happens in the Patreon because again, we're censoring people on social medias, Twitch, there's a huge censorship problem right now. And that's, I'm, I'm glad that I'm returning because this is what I've always been speaking out against is censorship. We can't, we have to stop. Uh, and th this, like, I'm gonna be frank here. It's like, it's kind of like the left, like I don't wanna be like point fingers or anything, but like if we're just breaking it down and honest, uh, open, like we're just looking at stuff from the fourth dimension here, right? Like, all right, the left is screaming for censorship because they, they wanna shut down people's opinions that, yeah, you know what, there's a lot of assholes, there definitely are. But if we, if our solution to the assholes is to just completely erase them or just, then they're just, it's just gonna breed further it's gonna fester because the reason why they're assholes is because it's unresolved trauma. There, no one, like, 
I mean, maybe somebody wants to be an asshole. Maybe there are some people that really enjoy being assholes. But overall, most people just want to like live their lives in, in a way that is like, they just want to enjoy themselves. And they, you know, they want to be happy. They want to be loved. That's the thing is there's a huge lack of love happening. And we have to acknowledge that because it, you know, and it, it's been so tough, this conversation, as I've done a lot of studying, like civil rights movement and Martin Luther King and how his message was received and stuff. And, and he was like, love is the answer. And if you look at like Buddhist traditions and like alternative spiritual thoughts, it, love is the answer. It really is. But it's like, love is the answer, but it's not necessarily the entire journey. The journey is frank, open conversations and, and the quest and openness to finding understanding and looking for that understanding in each other and, and taking the time to talk to each other and helping each other understand not only each other, but ourselves. Because like I said, I, I don't even understand myself. I don't. I'm on the quest too, and I'm learning a lot of, about myself that I had no idea, um, and, and that's exciting, and that's awesome. Um, but hey, what's up, NJ? My night is going well. I was talking about some heavy stuff there, but now I'm kind of like trying to bring it back into, um, you know, some lighter stuff. But I guess we're just talking about like society and stuff. But that's, we've, I guess we've put the Trump era behind us. So now, whether you supported Trump or not, I, you know what, I, I'm not, I'm not judging. I'm not here to judge because judging just leads to more judging, which leads to just unhappiness and competition and just like a bunch of bullshit. Like I am officially over bullshit, you know. And and if we can all move into a post bullshit era, I think we're all going to be happy, you know. And uh, so I'm seeing right now. Yeah, it's like a big issue that I'm seeing is the censorship on the internet. And whether it's Twitch, whether it's Twitter, Facebook, um, it's we can't we gotta censoring people's opinions is not it's definitely not the way to go. It's not the it's it doesn't solve any problems, uh, and and it doesn't doesn't necessarily create any kind of safe spaces because then you radicalize uh, these opinions even further because then people that are just trying to be heard uh, are silenced and cut out of society and shunned. So then what's gonna happen? They don't, they don't just disappear. They, they turn into monsters, you know? This, this is what happens is because th this is, you, you, can't, you can't shun things. We have to understand things. And, and that's the paradigm that I wanna move into. And to understand things, it's sometimes it's uncomfortable and it's complex and you won't immediately understand someone. But if you don't make the effort and you just say, I don't want to hear anything you have to say. Yeah, fuck you. You know, like, where does that get you? You know? Jay says, I'm glad your approach to gender and expression has been so healing and inspiring to me. Thank you so much, NJ. Yeah, it, you know, it's, I was talking about it earlier, and we got a few more folks in here now. But, you know, when I first started discovering that I was, like, pansexual, I reached out to a few of my friends um, who were gay. Uh, but, you know, I didn't really receive any response back and I'm not gonna put that I'm not gonna put my bullshit on them because like you know it's like everybody's going through some tough shit like for real and also like I shouldn't expect them to you know help me figure my shit out you know um, 
but it's also it like I have to be honest in the fact that it hurts and it leaves it puts it put me into and also I'm still kind of there into a, a sort of a, a liminal space where I'm confused like who, who do I talk to about like what I am you know because like I'm not just gay and I'm not just straight I'm somewhere in the middle you know and also like I'm not just a man and I'm not just a woman I'm somewhere in the middle you know and and I think uh, now is the time that I can actually I can actually open up and express myself about this in a safe way because I, I yeah I haven't been able to figure these parts of myself out because these parts were going to um, uh, you know these parts were going to get me killed in the Midwest like I really like it's it's a real thing that happens all the time in the South and the Midwest like you know like it's it's bad news. So I'm just happy that I'm in a place now that we can um, discuss this. So Gripping says, I'm envy pansexual also. What's envy mean? See, and that's awesome. Like, I, this is great that I can talk to y'all about this because I, I, don't, I don't know all the terms and I don't know, like, like, I'm just doing my best to like make sense of it, you know? And like to kind of like, I went into my own little hermetic bubble and uh, so non-binary, okay. And then NJ says, an ace andro person. So what's ace? Because andro would be androgynous, right? And NJ says, is someone living in the South and still living here? It's scary. Yeah, I, I didn't know, I really, I, I can't, I can't even like, there will be a time where I can stop, I can let this go and I can stop talking about it, but it's like, it's, it's like, I think it's important for me to just like get it out even if I kind of repeat myself but you know it was every day of my life no matter where I went I would be called the F word and like literally like groups like groups of men in packs like aggressively like surrounding me and you know it's like with like it's it's intimidation and it's scary and when you're a 16 year old kid and you have 30 year old men like gangs of men like surround you and threaten you Everywhere you go, man, like, we were, I lived next to um, Muncie, and the frat boys were the fucking worst, man, like, holy shit, it was like, they just, they were just in pa in vans and shit, and they would just, like, literally, they would, like, they, they were just, like, these roving groups of fucking thugs, man, and it's like, fuck, man, it was just, it was just a fucking shit show of a time, and it's like, and I'm, and it feels good to like acknowledge just how much of a fucking shit show it was now because at the time I I don't know I was like I guess this is the world you know a hateful fucking place, but um, gripping says NB is NB but NB is reserved for POC discussion space and I think stands for non-black so non-binary community generally decided to accept and use NB instead of NB to show some respect of another's conversation space okay. And then NJ says, ace is asexual, andro is androgynous. For me personally, I feel smack dab in the middle of male and female, but sometimes I lean more feminine. Yeah, NJ, so that's me. I, I absolutely, 100%, like, whatever my, like, whatever my infinite self is that's outside of this body, I all, like, because when you're out of a body, almost like in a dream, you can become anything that you want, and it's like, my ideal version of myself is definitely sits on the feminine side, um, and I just, uh, yeah, I just, um, I am definitely more feminine uh, in, in my concept of myself, you know, but, but then even, even once, 
even then it's like it's almost lit me because like with meditations and things and all of my deep dives into spirituality and the occult um i have i've discovered like you can touch the place that we all come from and it is the source of infinite infinite all it's it's like the you know i think that they call it like is it is it samadhi um it's just a place of oneness and pure bliss and and when you know that place then any concept man woman gay straight any it, it just all becomes so limited um and and that's the place that i experience the world from now is is having reconnected with what i actually am and source you know um so it's it's strange because now the more i learn about myself it's to to exist in society like we society still it's i don't know these these concepts are very alien and very threatening to people which it's only like what i've learned is that people feel threatened because they're they fear what they don't understand and it's as simple as that but it's like you know all those people that threatened me when i was a kid like none of them ever took the time to try to understand me um and a lot of them were probably um you know like i I don't want to make assumptions but if we're just breaking it down like a lot of them probably had uh issues of their own regarding their own sexual expression and gender identities and because again the the midwest does not allow uh people to express themselves and this is an issue yeah as nj said um we can't forget about the midwest and the south as a culture because trump's america showed us this thing where you know what left or right blue or red you know you're on team one or you're on team two and i've never never subscribed to that i've always been in the middle because i came from the midwest and here's the thing is like for all the horrible people that i experienced in the midwest there were so many good people too and you know we need to we can't just forget about middle america you know and and the coast you know it's like it's it's two different uh cultures clashing and but what we really like this era needs to be the era where we where we reach out we reach across the wall across the line and start tearing down the borders that we built look at germany knows that walls don't work you know like they they tore down the wall and it was like this huge thing and we got to start tearing down the walls we gotta we have to start saying hey man what's life look like for you oh really that's interesting and it's like we don't have to prove anyone right or wrong we just have to understand each other it's as simple as that like i if i don't agree with you i could still kind of i can understand where you're coming from you know and and if more people adopted that outlook rather than i have to be right if my team is right and fuck your team you know it's like no it, it doesn't it doesn't have to be that way um also i wanted to give another shout out to my sweet jacket here it's a bathmet jacket from laser party just type laser-party.com that is uh, they got all kinds of cool shit um and just want to give them a shout out because they hooked me up with a sweet jacket and i love it um so gripping says uh i've been putting in a practice to spend daily spend some time honoring my gender expression and it's been really healed that's really great gripping you know i've uh just recently started following a lot of uh <coughs> excuse me a lot of like scene kids and emo kids like uh instagrams and stuff and and now the e-girls and the e-boys and stuff like i love that style man like that shit 
for me, when I was 16, the scene, like MySpace just came like hot off the, the press and uh, it radically changed the fucking world, man. Like, I, like at least my world, you know, I'm, I'm here in small town, Newcastle, Indiana, and I go to a place, I like, I look at the people on MySpace and all of these cool kids, like women, boys, like everybody looked like, uh, hey, what's up, Machabell? Everybody looked like a, uh, hey, witch king. It was like the emo scene days that everybody was so androgynous and it was so cool. And it was like, that's when I was like really figuring my stuff out. You know, I started wearing makeup and I was like, man, I like this. Like I was, I was wearing women's clothes and I was like, man, I really love how this makes my body look, you know? And it just like, to, to really find that about yourself and be excited about becoming who you are only to be just like threatened because of it every day and shunned like I really I started I started dressing just really boring um you know I really toned it down um uh Bell says Sig what are your preferred pronouns you know I think that's another interesting thing that I'm trying to figure out too is because I I don't think I have any preference I think that you could call me a he or a she or a they and and I would be okay with like any of it because I, as I was saying earlier, I think um, the uh, the term that I can best describe myself with is one that I came up with because I couldn't find any other ones, and it's uh, gender full because I don't feel genderless um, because like I I love my you know male genitalia and I also love my feminine expressions. You know, it's like I. I love everything about me and I don't, I don't want to, and I'm, so I don't, I'm not trans because I don't want to transition to something, um, something else. I, j I just want to be like, I'm happy with who I am. And like I said earlier, that's not, it's not an expression on anyone that's, if that does transition, because I believe that we're all here to find what we need to find. And if you want to transition, like you go for it and, and you transition in whatever ways make sense to you. We're all just here trying to figure it out, you know? And, uh, so I, um, man, I just like, just seeing all like the, just all y'all being here and stuff and, and discussing this with me and stuff is, is really meaningful. I just, just want you to know, all to know that. It's, I, I don't really, ha like I talked to Randy and stuff about this, you know, and she's been such a huge help. Um, but then, you know, it's also, it's like, there's just so much. It's like, okay, I, I make sense to me and it makes sense to Randy, but then there's a whole world that I have to find my place in, you know? And and that's that's really challenging when you've spent your entire 31 years of your life thinking that you're just straight and male, you know? <laughs> and I saw um, Elliot uh, Page. I, I think they were on the cover of uh, Time Magazine. And... Uh, like the conversation is happening y'all and it's 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 so cool that we're all kind of discovering ourselves and and i think the more we talk about this and the more we connect about it and we more we open up about it we can all like make sense of ourselves together because like i said like i can figure out myself on my own but then you know i i don't want to be alone all the time you know i want i want to I want to interact with the world and and show who I am, you know? My neighborhood has a couple of support groups. Maybe you have something similar or you can find in a community nearby. 
uh, one does their thing entirely on Discord. That's really cool. Yeah, see, that's with the... Which, speaking of which, if you want to join our Discord, type exclamation point Discord. I'm going to start using... I think maybe we'll do... Maybe like a weekly... Um, we could all get together and just kind of talk about stuff. You know? Like, it doesn't, doesn't have to be streamed. It doesn't have to be anything. We could just have private Discord chat and just just talk about some stuff. And, and you know, be like, oh, that... That's 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 how you think about things too, or that's how you feel inside too. Like, awesome, you know. Like, I think that would be really healing and helpful. So, um, this week is me getting together my stuff on Twitch and trying to figure out when I'm when I'm gonna stream and my schedule. And I think uh, I think I'm figuring it out. I'm gonna do like um, weekly tea chats and talk about genderful issues. That's great, gripping. That's really cool. So yeah, if, if anybody is interested here and want to start doing that, like maybe we could start our own community too. Um, and also, yeah, if, if you know that Discord, like post it out there so we can, because uh, I would love to just join that one too, you know? I'm realizing that Discord is where it's at. I, I've completely unplugged from Facebook and, um, but I realized that Facebook was actually kind of important to me because throughout 2020, I did a post every day and I realized now that that was a journal post. Um, I was expressing how I felt inside and sharing it with all y'all. And um, I, I've stopped doing that because I, you know, so now I have all these feelings and I'm like, yeah, Facebook, I really, I really think that the era of Facebook has come to a close. Like, we shouldn't be holding on to the idea of like, any. if you think about it, Google is a search engine. That's what it started as, right? Now it's become like an email service, uh, a this, a that. And it's like all in your phone. Like everything is Google. And now it's a browser and stuff. And it's like they log every single bit of information we send on their servers. You know, I've completely unplugged from Google too. I have a ProtonMail account too, which shout out to ProtonMail. Uh, their servers are based in Sweden. So all of your information is protected under Swedish information laws. So if you guys want, are looking for a new email service, highly recommend ProtonMail. Um... But uh, let's see. Okay, so it's micro-regional. Well, you know what? Like, so there's enough of us here. Let's start that. Let's let's totally do it. So I'm gonna after the stream, I'm gonna I'll reach out in the Discord and we'll we'll set up some kind of just support group and we'll just talk because um, I was talking to Randy today, you know, and and she was like, yeah, maybe you should talk to somebody, and I was like, you know what? Like, I think this is a, you know, spirit always guides me to cool. Uh, unexpected things and and I'd really yeah I think that would be so great like I'm, I'm feeling emotional about it right now is that like I don't it would just be so nice to just have a little safe space to like just talk about stuff you know because like I this is like I, I was saying earlier you know it's like I've done some major healing in my unplug and and I came back and I'm renewed and I'm excited and I can't wait to fucking just get connected with all of y'all and create some fun stuff and just like really build our community and and just you know i got tons of ideas and and for collaborations and and just good times and and i want to and i want to hear your guys ideas and gals and everyone in between i want to hear like i just i just think if we just start getting connected like th that can only lead to good things you know because quarantine has left us all so um alone and separated and um 
Marco Bell says, starting my medical transition has brought up a lot of emotions I didn't know were there. Yeah, that's, it's same with me. It's like every time I think that I have this big revelation, I'm like, wow, yeah, man, I'm, I'm, I'm with it. I'm, I'm so happy now. I'll never be sad again, you know? And then it's like, like, uh, oh, thanks for popping in, Grippy Yarn. I really appreciate you. Um, thank you so much. Um, and then it's like, yeah, it's, it, then I'll just get hit with something. And a lot of the times it's when I get frustrated or, or these, like, I, I feel, now that I've, like, done a lot of, time, like, focused, like, meditations and all these things, it puts you in touch with your feelings so that you can, you can, um, you actually have a language of feelings. When I feel frustrated or upset, I know that that comes from a place of hurt. So immediately, rather than feeding the upset or the frustration, I stop and I say, hmm, okay, that's strange that I feel this way. Where's it coming from? And then eventually I'll start peeling back layers and then I get to this point of like, oh, wow, you know, that's, that's that squishy part of me that is really hurt that's underneath all of that. Um, and, and then when you acknowledge that part and you just, you know, hold that part and say like, you know, I love you, you know, that's, that's when you can really let go of those, those parts of yourselves. And that's what a demon is. That's, demons are fractured and hurt parts of yourself that, uh, and it's funny because the, the word demon or daemon or whatever in computer code is a program that runs underneath the surface. So you have all these past versions of yourselves that are traumatized or hurt and those programs are running underneath the surface, influencing your decision makings. And if you, if you don't assess those programs, then they will continue to influence your reaction to the world. And sometimes it's not that those, those programs don't have your best interest in mind because they're hurt and they're not coming from a place of balance. So a lot of healing, at least for me, and that's the thing is like, I can only speak for myself because like, in a world that everybody gets upset or hurt by something, it's like, you know, I don't know, man, like, I'm just doing my best to talk about the world in whatever way it makes sense to me. And I acknowledge the limitations of my own perspective. So anything that I ever say is just from me, you know, like, I, I don't ever want to make any assumptions on anyone's part or speak for anyone else or, and I don't ever even want to make anyone feel bad or hurt anyone's feelings or anything. I just, I just like talking about stuff that is uncomfortable because that's how we make it comfortable you know like why is something uncomfortable in the first place well it's because there's some weirdness surrounding it so if we can clear the air and solve this like weirdness and figure it out you know then that that can only lead to good things man i'm just super jazzed about the this discord thing like yeah as soon as as soon as we get off stream I, i'll i'll make a new channel for that well we have the actually we already have the channel it's the inner demons support or yeah i think it's inner demon support channel so i guess we can um yeah i'll i'll, I'll create a totally new channel for that and then we'll, we'll organize when we can meet up and stuff that's that's really exciting um thank you all for that um but in now let's get to like exciting news because I, I focused a lot on like where I had been and healing. And again, I'll just mention I'm going to get I'm going to do a lot of deep dives into that that are really personal uh, on my Patreon, patreon.com slash Ransig and Mubot just posted a link to it and you can join for as little as a dollar. So because it's like I have to figure out, you know, like as I move into this, too, it's like I have to figure out because my whole job has been plucked from under me. Like I did makeup effects 
COVID completely destroyed that industry. So I, I've been trying to succeed in content creation and stuff, but that's actually all I wanted to do anyways. So um, it's a weird, it's a weird thing to figure out how to like, um, like I'm not here to just monetize myself. Like I'm here to be with you guys and have fun and interact and, and just like that's first and foremost. But also I have to figure out how to support myself too, you know? And I feel like in the past I haven't been as open about like, um, you know, you could join my Patreon and stuff because that's the, basically like my main source of income and how I can keep creating art and keep sharing with you. Uh, and, you know, and also here, so that's a good point to mention is that I'm on a quest to be a full-time streamer. I've decided, figured out all my shit, this is what I wanna do. I wanna be here with all of y'all. I wanna hang out, I wanna create content, I wanna play games, I wanna just like build community here full-time, you know? And that's definitely possible. I see people do it and I figured out if I can get 2,000 subscribers here on Twitch, I can become a full-time streamer, and then I'm gonna upgrade the setup. Maybe we'll get some wacky lights. I don't know, but you know, lights aren't important. But I do need to like I'm streaming from my laptop. Like, check this out. I can show you. Here, this is my setup. <laughs> it's like a laptop on this like janky uh, <laughs> on this little table here. That's good. It's not well. I had to put a piece of cardboard under it because it was wobbly. But we got the Dreamcast, my mic. <laughs> Um, but my laptop does it. There's like lots more stuff that I want to stream too, uh, like live games and stuff. But my laptop will not handle the gameage and the streamage at the same time. But that's why I can stream retro stuff. So that's cool. Um, <laughs> but uh, Miss Daisy says there's a lot of value into leaning into discomfort. Exactly. Yeah. That's what I also realized too, is that uh, so I do this practice. I call it Roksha. And I am, after the stream actually, I'm going to film a video, an uh, instructional video. It's my like dance meditation techniques. And it's all about dancing and stretching into the pain actually, um, in a way that's safe and that doesn't, you know, we all, you, you have to get to, it puts you in touch with your own body because like you, you gotta lean into the pain a little bit without hurting yourself, you know? Like I'm no doctor, but I'm just gonna make some videos that I'm gonna put on Patreon and show you guys what I do, and maybe y'all can figure out some stuff from that, you know? Um, whew, but yes, so in addition to all of that stuff, I'm coming back and like I've dug out my old DVD collection, which I got some weird ass shit that y'all have like probably never seen and like I'm excited to share that stuff with you we're gonna be doing like movie party watch-alongs here and also like I was thinking about uh, oh Miss Daisy thank you so much for the five dollars woo hype hype that's what's uh thank you so much I really appreciate that that is like thank you thank you thank you that really means a lot to me man it's like any amount of money that y'all like like give to me it's like that i just appreciate that so much like i think it's so cool that y'all like are here and support me and and just think what i do is cool you know is like that was something like that's a part of me that i really had to figure out too is like i i've been editing myself a lot because uh you know when i tried to share myself in high school or you know i was i was threatened and then 
then even it, an interesting thing happened um, when I was on Face Off. They, they made me edit myself too. I, I was just, again, like Bizarro Gogo, we was coming out and we were really figuring out our kooky, zany content. And, you know, I was like fruit leather daddy, like this like leather daddy, watermelon leather daddy thing. And, you know, it was like, I was starting to figure it out again. And then Face Off comes around and then they make me take down a bunch of my stuff off my YouTube. And while Face Off was really good for me, I wanted to, you know, I didn't want to screw up that opportunity. So, yeah, for years, like, I edited myself after that. And that's when my drinking problem, again, got, like, really severe. Because not only had did I have to edit myself when I was a teenager, like, when I, the second time I was about to find myself, I had to edit myself again. And it, that's why it's like, you know... And that's and I was worried too because it's like you know my my content is definitely you know it's it's adult it's adult theme now you know because like I'm an adult and I need to express myself as an adult through my art and I believe that so many people need to do that and that's why this internet censorship is such a problem because we're not allowing people to express themselves as adults like the internet back in, back when it first came out it was like. This wasn't a problem, but now, like, what's making it a problem? Like, why are we, why are we, why are so many things trying to create, like, kid-friendly spaces everywhere? You know, like, it's like, we can set, like, on Twitch, you can set your channel to be, like, intended for mature audiences, but, like, still, even on Twitch, it's like, they, they totally, like, you'll totally get, like, taken down for some dumb shit, you know? It's like, I don't know, like, where is the place that we can be adults and, 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 embrace that part of ourselves because that's that we need to do that we need to be able to do that um so part of what i do now is like i try to advocate for less censorship on the internet um but you know <laughs> um i'm so grateful that you saw me too so that was the thing too it's like i didn't ever expect it so it was a little bit of like face off made me take my stuff down but then there was also this element of like i I developed a huge young fan base, and I didn't want to. My con, you know, it's like I, I don't have an answer for how to keep kids safe from content. I also don't have an answer for what content is safe for kids because I watched, like, I watched Rocky Horror Picture Show when I was like in first grade, and I thought it was the coolest fucking thing that I ever seen. You know, like all the sexual shit was like over my head, but like, you know. I turned out okay, you know, and it's just like, and, and like all these, like I watched the goriest, craziest, like cult films and stuff. And all of that filtered into who I am and made me this like wacky, zany person that I, I really love. And, and a lot of people love me too. And I really appreciate that. And it's like, I don't know, like, it's weird to think about. Yeah. Like what is, what is the age that what's not okay for young audiences? Like, I, I don't really know. I really don't know. But all I know now is that whatever content I make, it's just gonna be me. Because like, I've never actually gotten to show myself to the world. So I'm not editing myself, I'm not, um, you know, it's like if, basically if, I can't worry about like if kids find my stuff and it's like, you know, I, but it, I think what I do is fucking cool, so whatever, you know, it's like, that's where I'm at, I just can't worry about it. Um, so I'm just gonna do me and that's all I can do, you know? <laughs> Um, but yeah, I, I am really excited. I, I think I feel doing that unplug allowed me to address all that unresolved trauma. And I, I actually, I really honestly 
would suggest if any of you, if any of y'all are struggling and it's like um, something, you just feel like there's something inside that you just can't shake. You just can't. If you don't feel balanced, you don't feel like you're in a place of like love and balance. Um, I recommend taking taking some time off of at least social media. Um, you know, Twitch is pretty cool because it's like I don't know. This is like genuine interaction, you know. But uh, maybe maybe unplug from like Facebook or Instagram just for long enough to where you can allow yourself to figure out what's going on inside of you, you know. And that's because that's uh, that's where you can do the most healing when you allow yourself the time and the resources and my thing was I was spreading myself too thin and I was in all of these Facebook Instagram Twitter all of that stuff was like it was all distractions from oh my gosh sap thank you so much for the ten dollars oh thank you so much sap let's get some hype for sap woo woo thank you so much Miss Daisy says it's deeply vulnerable to be yourself, especially when you don't adhere to societal norms. Yeah, and then like our society really needs to understand that um, vulnerability isn't weakness. It is it's actually the highest form of strength to open yourself up so fully and 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 still have people like shit on you or threaten you or it's like that's not easy. That's not weakness. That's like that is incredibly. It takes such incredible strength to be yourself in such a hateful world, and we're still in the hateful world paradigm. Like we're, I think we're, we're moving out of it, but it's, it's still a hateful place, you know. And, but I'm excited for the future, and I and I really, um, I think we're headed towards some really cool places, and I'm I'm excited about it. Uh, Marco Bell says watching you on Face Off really did impact the way I think about character design during a really formative time for my art, and I want to thank you for that. Oh, Marco Bell, thank you. I really appreciate that. It's like when you're, it's so easy to um, get lost in your own sauce, and it's like the things that I make, like I, I don't know, I've just always been making things, and I never really, and I never actually st stopped to really think about the impact that I've had on people, and also, I mean. I was in the dark times and I was, you know, I was an alcoholic, so I wasn't really thinking about much at all. Like, it was just a, those times were just a, a blur, you know, and it, like, the entire face-off era was a huge blur for me because, like, I'd do events and conventions and stuff and I would be really drunk. Um, and I, hopefully, like, people didn't notice or if they did, like, I don't know. I mean, like, everybody always said I was, like, really nice and, like, that's always what I wanted. I wanted to make sure that I was just really cool you know but like i was in so much pain so much just every day um waking up in nauseous and hugging the toilet and just having stomach issues and you know it was it was really bad so hey what's up obi-wan what's up welcome to the stream let's see there was a lot of let's see did i miss anything back here um Let's see, I'm trying to keep up with all the comments. Um, Michael Bell says it's obnoxious that they made you change who you are, though. Yeah, it's. Yeah, um, I don't know, man. It's like that's why I don't ever want to. I do, I have. I have zero expectations for anyone else. Um, and what I mean by that is that whoever you are and, and whoever you share with me, um, the parts of yourself that you share with me, 
I am just totally grateful for that. And I don't expect you to be anything except yourself. Because I, I don't expect myself to be anything but myself. And, and if we can, um, yeah, it was uh, on, when I went on Face Off, they, um, they, uh, they had me take a, a bunch of stuff down from my YouTube because it was like too edgy or something for the content, you know? And like, this comes off the tales of we were talking about, you know, when I was 16 and I was like embracing my gender expression and sexuality, um, just being threatened every day in my life. It was like, it's been a running theme in my life where I've tried to show myself and then I've, it just, the world just didn't understand it. And I think that was one of the major driving traumas that made me have to like step back from the internet. Stacy says, I think so too. The opportunity will get to connect and evolve together is one of the brilliant things about the internet, though. It's an environment we can grow a garden full of fruit or a bunch of poison shit that's bad for the world. That's right, Miss Daisy. It's like, uh, it's just like Funkadelic says, you know, it's like you plant bullshit seeds, you're going to get bullshit fruit. Um, yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Obi Wan. <laughs> um, but yeah, so, well, I think now would be a fun time. Let's do let's do an AMA. We got enough people here, so I'll just go down. So anything you ever want to ask me, we talk about face off. We talk about gender expression, sexuality, whatever you want. Like, let's hit me with your questions, and we'll go through. And uh, also, let me know how's the music versus my voice. Is like, a, is it a good volume? So you switch your name to L. <laughs> and what a weirdo. Yeah, I've always embraced the term. Like, that was, that's the thing. Too. It's, you know, weirdo and weird is a really interesting history. The word weird um, is uh, W-Y-R-D. Actually, it implies, like, old, like, um, I think it has ties to, like, paganism and, uh, like, barbarians and stuff. Uh, like, in fey folk, you know, cunning people. So I've always, uh, I've always resonated with the word weirdo and I really like, I wear it as a badge of honor. You know, that's, I always say it's like the cigarette pack is our, our home for wonderful weirdos, which is now a good point. Type exclamation point discord. If you want to join our discord, uh, I'm going to, we're going to do like, we're going to get back to like weekly drawing things and just like really, I just really want to rejuvenate the community back in the cigarette pack on the discord because we're, we're like 200 strong, man. That's a lot of people. And that's, that's a lot of fun we can have if we all like interacting with each other and just coming together for just community, you know? Stacy says, my sibling is gender non-binary and seeing their journey as a teenager and knowing that they have people on the internet to look up to and turn to is comforting. Yeah, this is, like I said earlier, I saw Lily Lou, uh, someone mentioned it, like Wasted Millennium uh, on a Saturday stream and I've been looking at their content since and like, it was, I, I just bawled my eyes out watching one of their videos where they ex explained, um, you know, uh, yeah, uh, the, just the, them explaining their view, like what happened to them. It was the same thing. They started expressing their gender and the world didn't understand it. And then they started hiding parts of themselves. And I was like, man, that is my story to a T, you know? And it's like, I'm like I'm there's still like I'm still afraid to show parts of myself um it, the, seeing seeing the full sig neutron or whoever's behind sig neutron sig neutron is just a name you know 
seeing whatever's behind Sig Neutron is going to take some time for me to blossom open and, and share it all with you. But I'm on the journey, you know. Like, yeah, I'm wearing my silly hats and I got my, my rainbow scarf and my unicorn shirt. And my sweet Baphomet jacket, you know. Like, I'm... Uh, So, so I just explain uh, uh, that I accept them and want to understand who they are as a spirit and soul. And we are much closer than we ever are. Like, I shouldn't even have to accept, you know. Oh, that makes a lot of sense. That's really awesome, Obi. Like, it's really important for people to, to hear people accept them. Um, because when you don't have anybody telling you that they accept you for who you are, then you start to change yourself into something that you're not. And then you live, half, you live a half-truth. You live a half-life. Um, as as a husk, you know, and then all those other beautiful parts of yourself that you don't get to show the world starts to um, <laughs> yeah, fish cat. Yeah, <laughs> fish cat is an uncooked turkey. <laughs> um, yeah, there you go. Boop. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so so I want everyone to know that's here in the chat. You know, it's like I just like Mr. Rogers, like I love you and I accept you just the way you are. You know, whatever that is in its fullest entirety. It's okay to be you and it's okay to express yourselves in whatever way that you want. And if the world doesn't understand you, well, that's their problem, you know? And that's it's one of the most powerful lessons that I knew it when I was a kid, but you know, like, it's still easy to forget that, you know, because the world definitely makes it your problem you know it's like it's easy to say that it's the world's problem but the world will definitely when they don't understand you they will make it your problem for sure and uh that's why we have to come together in communities like this and really just like stick stick together and stand up and and embrace our and that's irreverentism that's like the whole i came up with irreverentism before i even knew that i was pansexual or you know genderful and it was just all about bringing all the diverse communities together to embrace our diversity through community and unity, you know, radically different together. That's the tagline for irreverentism. And um, I need that emote. Yeah, dude, I, that's like, now that I'm back to streaming, I definitely want to uh, start working on emotes and stuff again, because, uh, you know, I just, uh, I'm really excited to really put a lot of effort into the Twitch channel and get on my streaming schedule and just do fun things every day with all y'all. It's, it's gonna be, there's good, you can expect something different like every day here at uh, Casa de Neutron stream. <laughs> Miss Daisy says, that jacket is dope and checking in with yourself to what feels right for your journey is essential. Yeah, for sure. Um, let's see, did I miss anything? A good friend of mine who is also my boss came out as Envy recently, and I'm so happy for them. They seem so happy on our Zoom meetings now. Oh, that's great. Yeah, see, it's, it's, uh, it's important even just to say it, you know, like, because when you vocal, like, I, I, I never, I don't know, I never once thought I would, like, come out or so I didn't even think that I there was anything to come out of you know I, would, I was in this traumatized box that I thought was the entire world it's kind of like the Plato's the, the cave allegory like I was staring at the shadows in the wall thinking that's all there was but really if I turned around it was like a whole open world you know and and that was me there's a whole open world inside of me with so much love and so many wacky things to share and and I'm excited to finally be in a place to like be able to do that 
and and I'm I'm really happy now. And every day is not happy, but you know, every day shouldn't be happy, I don't think, you know, because we have to life is life is an experience and and you don't want a one note experience you know you don't want every day to be terrible and you and if every day was amazing and perfect then how long before perfection becomes like a nightmare you know like if everything just like worked out for me and i was like handed everything like i would i would hate that and i'm sure a lot of people would so we have to you have to really flip the switch on your brain to appreciate the bad times and appreciate the stuff and appreciate the wisdom that you distill from the bad is is really important. Obi says, I love everyone. I'm religious. I believe in God. I know God loves us. So I love everyone no matter what. I know you said you don't expect anything from others, but I think it's okay for us to expect others to be true selves. They don't like it, then they just don't understand. You're right. That's true. Yeah. And that's, see, and that's another thing with the reverentism is that there the more I studied religions and theologies and stuff, the more I realized that there are so many underlying ties that between all religions that if we could just stop separating things into different boxes, we could all we could actually have a a very helpful and progressive conversation about religion and spirituality. Um, and and quantum physics is proving some really exciting things in the realm of spirituality. Um, so science science split from. Uh, spirituality because back in the day the church um, you know had all this power they were literally persecuting people for using their brains they would you would be like burned to the stake for heretics and like because you were practicing witchcraft or something you know but it's, it was really just science so then science did this huge deviation and now there's all this like the scientific community is a little bit dogmatic in itself too because they're like we are scientists and science if science can't explain it it does not exist you know and it's like well, that shit's wrong too, you know, because there's all this shit that science can't explain. Like, our science can't even explain consciousness. So, me sitting here as an aware being, talking to you as an aware being, science cannot tell either of us what either of us are. So, if science can't explain the most fundamental, basic question of what is consciousness, then science cannot explain everything because you are you are trying to use science to understand things when you don't even understand what you are. You know what I mean? And spirituality has a lot of stuff that can tell you what you are. And you just have to be open to it. You just have to look at it. And you have to, like, don't, don't like, lock yourself off into, like, one specific mode of thought, you know? It's, like, be open to it all and, and just take bits and pieces and, like, slowly build a big perspective of the world, you know, and yourself. And, and that's, that's what's healthy, you know? Um, Michael Bell says, I love hearing all this love for non-binary people. It's really easy to feel like the rest of the world doesn't take us seriously as humans sometimes. Yeah, <clears throat> I was saying earlier there wasn't as many people around as that. I don't... Now that I've discovered that I'm pansexual and, and genderful, as I call it, it's I, I don't know where I fit into any community, you know? Like, I even in the LGBT community. Like, I was actually... Before, like, before I stopped streaming, um, I actually, you know, I had, you know, discovered my pansexuality, but I was, I was um, hesitant to use the LGBTQ plus tag here on Twitch, you know, because I just didn't feel like I fit in that community. But I, that's the other thing I feel like we have to be careful with, too, is that sometimes, and I don't know, like, this is just my honest feelings about it, and I'm not talking about anyone in particular or anything, but it's like, it seems like there is, there's almost like some, a little bit of like 
gatekeeping in the in the community, like the LGBT community, when it comes to like bisexual or pansexual, and and I I don't that doesn't feel right, you know? It's like us people that are pansexual or bisexual and somewhere in the middle, like we've had it just as hard as as anyone that is like just gay, you know? And it's like I I don't know. It just it just feels it feels weird, but it's you know. But I understand because that all stems from a place of we've all been traumatized so we all just have to figure it out but the only way to really truly figure it out in the best way for everyone is together you know there, there shouldn't be any wall there shouldn't be any gatekeeping in in the sexual or gender expression communities because it's not there's there's nothing to to keep here it's like we're we're expressing we're opening up to our concepts bigger than ourselves and 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 like well they are ourselves we're opening ourselves up to expanded thinkings and and none of that should be like no that you know what yeah you and your because you can't choose uh, a side like you can't be with us you know like that 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 can't that can't be a thing you know that's just not that's not healthy um okay started catching up on the the uh comments preach it. okay so miss daisy said, i love irreverentism so much i think about that on a regular basis since meeting you for the first time that's so awesome daisy thank you so much like I, that really means a lot to me because when i was when i was like hardcore everyday writing about irreverentism and and sharing it with people and stuff like um and putting out the podcast like i didn't get a lot of feedback from i mean i did and also, like, the feedback that I did get, I wasn't able to truly process because, again, I was stuck in this mode where I had to chase down everything. I had to work, work, work so hard, and I had to keep moving to get somewhere, you know? But there, there was nowhere to get because where I was was already beautiful and amazing. So now that I've had to, like, time to slow down and stuff, when I hear people talk about how irreverentism, like, resonated with them, like, that, that means, like, so much to me because, like, at the time writing it out it just felt like it was like my crazy ramblings and it's like i don't know it's like is this making sense to anybody else you know and like now like hearing that it does it's like wow like i that just like blows me away and it means like so much to me so thank you um obi says i know someone who could make some for you i can tag in discord for you okay cool i i have no idea what i said but that was but yeah you could uh tag tag me in discord uh and remind me what it is that i said because i say a lot of things um obi says i love hearing you speak this positive energy thank you that's that's what i'm here for you know i took i took the break for myself but i i'm not here to hide i'm not here to I'm here to connect and I'm here to inspire and I'm here to create with all of you. And and I realize it is important to speak your truth and, and stand up for what you believe in and be a loud and proud voice for who you are. Whatever that is, wear it proudly and speak boldly, you know? Because that's that's what's gonna open people's minds. Is if you know, like if we hide away from people and we hide our true selves, then people then then the people that then trauma wins. You know, I'm not even gonna say people, I'm gonna say trauma. Because all anybody wants to be is themselves. You know? Like if you really break it down, like what what does everyone want? And it's to be themselves and to be happy and to to be able to do what they want. As long as you're not hurting anybody, you know, well, obviously common sense stuff. But yeah. 
Obi says, uh, remove labels and experience growth. Exactly. We're, we're limiting ourselves with labels. We really, when you peel away the label, then you look at it with just concepts and, and, you know, but labels, I, I do see labels are important for organizing information, but labels aren't necessarily good for, you know, um, interact, interactions. Is that what I want to say? Um, community labels aren't necessarily good well they can be good for that's the thing it's like they can be good for community but then when you get to the point of gatekeeping communities then that's when uh that's when labels become bad so we need labels to conceptualize and discuss things because like the word pansexual like that's really important because when i say that it lets you know what i am and it's like but i'm so much more than pansexual it's just but that is, that's a word that's able to describe what I am. You know what I mean? Um, Stacy says, I feel like I never saw a point to coming out and my state of being was a, a, a matter of fact to me and anything else was irrelevant. But I realized that yes, you can move through the world easier hiding yourself, but it will always feel like people won't truly know you or your truth. Yeah. And that's, for me, I, I've still, it blows me away that I didn't even know that I, that I was so traumatized that I didn't even realize that I was hiding a part of myself. It's like, and that, like coming back to like reconnecting with everyone, that's the, one of the biggest points that I wanna make is that, yeah, like you, you, it's possible to be so traumatized by something that you don't even realize that you have completely closed off parts of your true self. And that manifested to me in alcoholism and like severe depression. And now unpacking it all, it's like I, I'm I'm experiencing very tender feelings. Like I get really touchy and emotional about things, and it's because like it's because I'm finally opening up that box and I'm looking at what's inside, you know. And what's inside is like a smashed up heart, you know. It's like it, it yeah. It's um, biphobia is very real. That's okay. I didn't even that's see that's that's a good term because you know, I was trying to write out like what did I experience as a kid and I I used the term homophobia but uh, that doesn't work for me either, you know. So so I guess I guess biphobia is closer to what I experienced, but also I was expressing myself I was dressing as a woman, I was wearing makeup, you know, and I was expressing my feminine side. So um, as a boy, so I was somewhere in the middle. So, so I experienced. Um, I don't know. Like I don't even know if sexism is the right word for that either. You know, it's just it's all like very confusing. But like in that instance, like a word for that would help. You know, like I experienced. Um, you know, yeah. Um, so Miss Daisy says, "Are uh, have ever read Andy Where's the Egg?" No. What is that? But I love recommendations, and um, I would definitely... Oh, you just said It's a very short story, but I feel like you would really love it if you haven't read it already. It keeps me grounded very spiritually. I'm going to check that out. Thank you so much, Miss Daisy. Um, so Obi-Wan says, what does pansexual mean? I'd Google it, but I'd have to leave stream. So pansexual is um, me... Like, I find anyone attractive. Like, any, any, any gender, any... Um, like if a if a man a, like just straight mask like I can find like uber man like you know like super ripped uh, muscly dudes like attractive but 
Like, I'm still kind of actually unpacking that because I wasn't allowed to find the male form sexually attractive. So I'm still working through some of that stuff. Um, but I realize now that the I used... It was... I guess, you know, it's like, when do you find... When do you find out that anything... Like, when do you understand what sexual attraction is? You know, like, I... I, um, like I, Elvira, for instance, like that was my first crush. Like I, I looked at Elvira and you know, her huge boobs and stuff. And she's like Uber, like just sexual express and you know, innuendos and stuff. And I looked at her and like, as a kid, I didn't, I didn't know what those feelings were. I was just like, Ooh, I like, I like her, you know, like I, what does that mean? You know? But then like, as you grow up, just like, Oh, okay. So it's, it's a sexual attraction, you know? I was allowed to figure that out with women, but then when I still had the same, I was toying with the idea of thinking about men in that way. Um, the world was very hateful, and I was like, whoa, that's, it's not okay for me to think that men are, are sexually attractive. So then I started to look at my own body, and I couldn't see my own body as attractive because I wasn't allowed to think that men bodies were attractive. But I have a man body, so where does that leave people? And I think that that is a single, there's a huge rift there uh, that has contributed to toxic masculinity because people, because a lot of men and boys aren't allowed to find the masculine form attractive. It's it's gay, you know, and it's like, but like in a bad way, you know, and it's like, so I like, I'm still slowly unpacking like what I find as attractive as the male form, but I find that like, like, um, you know, it's like I have no problem with like penises or vaginas, like to be like sexually attracted to either of those. Like, yeah, like, like it's like, dude, like everything is awesome. Like watching pornography now is so much like cooler because like I can be attracted to literally everything I see. You know, I don't have to be like, like hiding one half of the screen or something or feeling weird about it. You know, it's just like I'm just like you know what, like I like everything I see and I'm really happy with that. You know, and and it, that's a that's a good place to be in. You know. Um, Stacey says, wow, I relate to that a lot of pansexual and I avoid ever acknowledging it outside of people I am in a relationship with because it just feels like extra work to have to explain myself. Yeah, and, the, and that's true too because it's like, you know, I, I'm experiencing this weird thing too that I had to talk to my parents about um, when I had to kind of explain it to like my dad and my family and stuff is that like, um, you know, being in a relationship, you know, like a hetero relationship, uh, then explaining that you've just acknowledged that you're that you're attracted to the same sex as well, it, it kind of weirds people out because they're like, you know, they, they don't know how to take that. But it's like, it doesn't change anything of, in my relationship. It just it just means I'm just acknowledging more about myself, you know. But to other people, that can be kind of confusing, and they might not really understand it. Um, all right, we're, I, I gotta. All right, we'll get through these comments here to catch up. Miss um, Daisy and the baits in the community feel almost cannibalistic. Um, yeah, if we're talking about the LGBT community, yes, that's. Um, um, yeah, it's. I, I don't know. It's. I. I guess in a way, I'm. I'm. I feel grateful for the perspective that I have because, like, I. I've never. I've never felt like I've been a part of the community, and so now I can come. I can come to the community and try to find my place within it, um, and yeah, so from from just a different perspective, I guess you know. 
Uh, Makaba says, I loved watching you draw the symbol live. Thank you. That was real. That was some magic. I'm really happy that you were there for that, Makaba. Like, I really believe in magic and, and sigil drawing. And I didn't even realize what I was doing at the time, but I was drawing very powerful sigil for um, for reverentism and for diversity and, and true, true expression of self, you know? Jody, what's up? Aw, oh, Jody. So Jody says, I'm listening. Some of the things you've said even made me shed a few tears when you just want to belong, but you can't seem to. Jody, I, I feel that, you know? I really, absolutely. That's, uh, that's what we're coming to terms with. But we're here. And also, Jody, and anybody that just joined us, we're talking about, we're going to start a, uh, a group in the Discord, and we're going to meet up, whether video or just audio, and we're going to just discuss this kind of stuff together. Um, because I'm realizing I don't have a, I don't really have a community or a space to discuss my pansexuality and my my gender fluidity and you know and, and it'd just be really nice to have like a great so if you want to join that type exclamation point discord and after the stream I'm gonna figure out um, we'll I'll get that set up and then we'll figure out a day and a time that works for everybody it's gonna be really great so Miss Daisy says lol I don't know how else to be except for open and honest and vulnerable but it makes me often antisocial and avoidant because it is hard to protect that energy don't have a lot of sense of decorum and I end up in situations where I feel like I misstep just straight Godzilla stomp through a social interaction <laughs> I hear you Miss Daisy yeah it's like I the more I open up to how weird I am and like um just the the fullness of my being i like i i talk a lot like i fuck it i talk like so much um and and in conversations with people like now that like so 2019 came around and then i got sober and then we kind of were hermits for all of 2019 um and then right when i was felt like i was ready to like connect with people again because i got sober 2020 hit so then so Randy and I have basically been hermited for two years like two years and it has allowed me to really get in touch with myself but like I'm just like a kooky kooky person now like I I stretch all the time I do these weird like and people come over like well there was like we've only had like one person come over since this whole thing and it's like I'm just like doing these weird stretches and stuff like while they're hanging out and I'm like oh is this even like socially acceptable anymore like I don't even I don't even know you know and it's just like I'm, I'm trying to figure out how to make myself make sense within the context of existing around other people, you know, and it's pretty, it's pretty kooky. <laughs> um, it, yeah, and then Miss Daisy says, yeah, and there's so much vitriol with the pansexual, bisexual label. I, I can't untangle that shit, like within the LGBT community. Yeah, see, I, I've only experienced a minuscule amount of that, and it, but it feels like energetically feels really heavy. And and it's 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 crazy because like when you when you acknowledge your bisexuality or your pansexuality, you know, like um, you don't even know you don't even know what that really means or where that comes from for yourself. So when you try to find a community that is also weird about that too, like <clears throat> oh, I wasn't about to cry. That was just that just got I got a weird thing in my throat. Mate, love it. Shout out to Black Craft Cult, Lucy Burr. Dozy, how's it going? Sorry, I'm trying to catch up on comments. 
<clears throat> um, any configuration of being is one of my Twitch shows. <laughs> yeah. Um, Dozy says, I just think I'm going to forever be confused about my sexuality. I thought I was asexual for ages. Well, Dozy, welcome you. We're, we are unpacking and talking all, all about sexuality and stuff. And also, if you missed it, we're going to um, on just type exclamation point discord. We're going to um, we're going to start a support group where we just kind of we all just privately talk and share stories and try to figure ourselves out. You know, I think it'd be really good for all of us because I know I need that. And I'm, and, and I'm sure other people do too, you know, so, so, and if there is so much chaos within the LGBT community about accepting pansexual or bisexual, then maybe, maybe we should just kind of not separate ourselves, but just find each other so we can, we can figure ourselves out, you know, and then, and in that, then maybe we can start expanding and, and trying to find our place within the community, you know, um, you were drawing something spiritual watching you draw this. Oh, that's awesome. I'd love to see that, Mako Bell, if you ever want to share it. It was like I was feeding off the energy you were putting out. That See, that's the thing. It's like we're so, like, connectivity is so important. And that's why I, I totally, like, this here, this moment of us, like, even though it's through a computer and you guys are typing to me and I'm talking, like, we're still, like, energetically connected because we exist in each other's reality in real time. And that's a really powerful thing. So, again, I just want to thank all of y'all for being here. Like, this is, this is really, um, I really appreciate this. So, uh, so Sap says, for the longest time, like, almost 30 years of my life, I just told everyone I was hetero when I actually find myself more hetero-flexible. And it's been fairly liberating to be more open. That's awesome, Sap. Oh, Macko Bell, thank you for subbing! Woo! Subatomic! Uh, so, again, we got six subs. I think I'm like that puts me up to like 13 altogether. And I'm on the quest to get 2,000 subscribers because that means I can actually become a full-time streamer. And uh, that'll open up all kinds of fun new things that we can do here uh, on the stream and build community and have fun and stuff. Um, but, yeah... Um, it is, it's so liberating to be open about it. Like even this, this is only the second time, maybe, yeah, this is like the second time, I guess, that I've just openly talked about this to, you know, the internet and all of you, like, and it feels, it feels good, you know? I, um, yeah, yeah, it's like, you don't realize how much it weighs on you just to not have people know. And that's that in itself is really strange, you know? Like I didn't I didn't think that I would and it's not about like proving yourself to anyone or or being flashy about it like look at me, I'm this, you know? It's it's it hasn't it's none of that. It's just you just want to be able to be like, you know what? Hey, this this is me, you know? And uh and for somebody to just be like, cool, you know? Like that's really powerful, you know? Yeah, I always felt it too complicated to try and explain it, but I finally realized that I don't have to explain anything to anyone unless they are being truly curious about me. That's, yeah, that's true. Um, Jody says, please excuse my ignorance. Still learning a lot of terms. What is heteroflexible? Uh, Sap says, to me, it's, it's, I'm bi, but with minimal attraction to my own gender. And uh, Jody says, yeah, so. Okay, cool. Now I'm caught up to the comments. So, yeah, so. That's, see, that is, um, Sap, that's, that's where I was too. And it's interesting because I, um, 
for me, it's like pornography really helped me unpack this. Uh, I, I'm not sure how I would have figured it out uh, without it, to be honest. Um, but yeah, I still experience a, a, a strangeness when I think of just straight male. Um, like I, I need some time to figure out what it is that I actually find attractive in, uh, in the masculine bodies. Because for me, I think I, I'm much more um, attracted to the feminine body. And um, I think, I don't know, like all of my idols as a kid and like video games I played, I always loved the badass female characters. And I always wanted to be the female characters. Um, and I didn't even realize that that was like, Oh, you know, there's there's a bigger there's a bigger deeper meaning to all of that. You know, I just thought you know I just thought cool, chicks were cool. You know, and I love the female body. So it's like, I I love my body, and I also you know I love my penis. You know, it's like I, I it's like, but I love now like I want to present more feminine um, and it, like let that be my outward expression. But then also sometimes I want to be masculine too. You know, it's like I it, like I Grace Jones is such a fucking awesome fierce, you know, being, you know, and it's like, I, I just remember an interview with her, uh, or them, you know, that was like, sometimes I feel like being a woman, and sometimes I feel like being a man, like, does it fucking matter, you know, they said that on TV, like, and, like, for, for a woman, like, for a being of color, to just be that ballsy in that era, like, fucking A, like, yes, that's fucking awesome, see, and then it's like, now that's why I realized, like, that stuff gives me strength, because, I know the importance of seeing someone that sticks up for who I am inside and you know and so I think the more vocal I can be about it and and also yeah realize like it's also a shock to discover I'm pansexual and then think that oh you know what everybody understands pansexual people now uh right because it's term so it must be good. I could just be like, hey, guys, I'm pansexual. And everybody would be like, that's cool. But then it's like, wait, like nobody knows what that even means. And it's like, I mean, you know, kind of. But then it's like, it's not, it's not necessarily, it's not necessarily accepted uh, yet. So like, yeah, even like we talked about, even within the community. So there's, there's, we got a lot of work to do and a lot of, a lot of things to discuss and unpack. But you know, it's times like this, like here, doing what we're doing right now is, uh, this is really powerful stuff. And, and everyone that's shared any little bit about themselves, like, I really appreciate that. And I, I want to know, like, how that really means a lot to me, you know, like, I, that, that you open up and, and share those things with, like, not only me, but the community. And I'm just really grateful for you. <laughs> Michael Bell says, it's so surreal finally taking the plunge and feeling the liberation of living as my real self. That's great, Michael Bell. I'm so, I'm so incredibly happy for you. Um, Michael Bell says, I realized I was trans when I was 15, but I put off hormones and surgery partially because I was terrified of how people would react. Yeah. You, it's, I don't know, anytime something challenges anyone's belief system or just their preconceived idea of the world we as humans, we really like things to be defined and and repetitious, uh, which is, uh, uh, yeah, right on, Michael Bell. <laughs> um, but so when, when people see something that they don't understand, they immediately fear it because then it shakes something up inside of themselves, I think, that's like, 
Well, and also most of us, if you, we got to look at it this too, this way too. It's like, I don't think anybody. Um, okay, right on, Miss Daisy. Well, yeah, definitely. Uh, have fun writing your paper. <laughs> but thanks for thanks for popping in. I really appreciate it, and thank you for contributing to the conversation. It's been really great. Um, but yeah, this is. Uh, I think what I'm learning too is like I, I have a really unique experience. Um, I grew up in the Midwest, and then I now I live out here in the, um, you know, in LA. But I don't hate the Midwest, and I don't hate the people there, even though they were really horrible to me. Not all of them, but there were a lot. Um, you know, like it's crazy because like my town. Uh, just to give you an idea, the town that I grew up in, uh, the the KKK openly paraded. Uh, down the streets while I was still like alive enough to remember that you know my mom was like oh god you know it was a yearly thing we're all like oh fuck we gotta we have to stay in the house like we're not going downtown today because like it's the KKK march like that's uh hey Gillimax oh thank you so much it's so good to see you so so that's where I grew up you know um Ah, <laughs> well, I'm so happy that you decided to open up and talk. It's okay to feel shy and it's okay to just lurk and stuff. But I always encourage everyone if you're feeling if you're feeling it, like engage. You know, that's what we're here for. Just talk and have fun and connect. And and I'm so happy that you did. So I look forward to getting to know you more too. So don't you don't no one ever has to feel shy around here. <laughs> It's like the the world isn't a safe place, and you know I actually really don't expect it to be. But we can create safe pockets uh, like this here, you know. And if anyone is ever an asshole, they'll they'll get the boot. I don't I don't believe in editing people, but also like this is a community that we're curating, and you know it's just because like it, yeah, you know it's like there's there's no place for that shit, you know here. So, but. Uh, <clears throat> Yeah, like, so that was the town I grew up in, you know? And it, it, like, back in, like, so that would have been the early 90s that the KKK was still marching in my town. So that gives you an idea of, like, the kind of shit that, uh, <laughs> that was the mindset and the mentality of, of the area I grew up in, you know? And I don't hate any of those people. I really don't. I, like, the only way to, um, I think the real, like, there's a guy, I, I watched the Vice show about him, I, I need to figure out his name, but uh, he he was uh, a black man, and he he made friends with KKK members, and he collects, like, KKK robes that people give to him because he has opened their mind uh, and shown them something more. And this is, this is what, like, here's, okay. So we gotta understand something. Like, here's another reason why I left the internet too. Actually, is because on Twitter, I <clears throat> I posted something about like I said, fellow white people, uh, you know, we gotta we have to come together and um, we have to. I you know I really think that white on white hate um, is actually getting in the way of BIPOC issues and like actual real issues of social justice. Because when you have the, the, the white people on the left that are more liberal, they're just aggressively, viciously hating and disparaging, um, 
you know, the middle America or Trump supporters, the right, whatever you want to call it, this creates, the, it, this kicks up a chaos dust storm of just, you know, and it's like, it's, as far as I know, like white people are a, ma- a majority in, like just demographically, they're a majority in America. So you have the majority in America, like fighting amongst itself. And then that totally gets in the way of like, the BIPOC voices and like an indigenous people and that, that have legitimate concerns and like they need like legitimate issues to be addressed. But if we're just doing this liberal fucking liberal or right bullshit and arguing that that, that totally clouds the issue. So um, I posted about it and the, apparently the phrase fellow white people is like something you don't want to use on Twitter because then I had all of these like super anti-Semitic people jump on my post and they started uh, like literally posting the most horrible fucking memes that you can imagine. That was just like it was very anti-Semitic and like so. Me in my, I was actually traumatized by that. I really was. Um, but me in my, these people, these people that were attacking me too and like jumping on my post, they thought that I was. I don't know. They thought that. Um, they thought that I was a Jewish person that was like attacking white. I don't know. There's just this whole fucking bullshit. I, I I don't even know. But I tried to understand it, so I engage with these people rather than, um, I, you know, I don't know. I didn't know what to do, but I just I am a curious sort, and I want to know why. What would push people to a group like a gang of or like a roving Twitter gang of all these like anti-Semitic people? Like what would it, what would inspire them to do that? So I started talking to them to figure it out. And then I get people, like even my own friends, basically like telling me to get fucked because I'm supporting anti-Semites. And I'm just like, Jesus fucking Christ, man. Like for one, I'm traumatized by all this shit. I don't wanna see it, I don't support it. But also for another part, I wanna know why the fuck would somebody even do that in the first place, you know? And um, and what I found out uh, is that they're just, you know, they're the, they're, they said that they were a group of like, um, what do you call them, uh, libertarians that have just been jaded because they feel like, um, you know, white people, uh, like everything is the white person's fault and stuff. And like, look, if you look at the conversation and how it's going, there is a lot of, there's a lot of things that, so this is a delicate uh, conversation to open up and and so hear me out you know there is a lot it seems socially acceptable to kind of shit on white people it does and and I'm gonna say like I understand it to an extent I do because white people have done a lot of shitty things Um, but also that doesn't if you look at that that what does that do like if you if you're if you're a white liberal and you're just shitting on uh, like white people on the right or whatever, um, it, I gotta make sure I don't lose my train of thought here. Um, it makes, it, people that can't, people in the Midwest, like they have a very limited perspective and if all they're hearing is hate and stuff, like they have their views and and i'm talking about like non-racist white people like they have their views but just because like someone supported somebody and they got grouped in with another group uh then everybody starts internalizing all this collective over like broad stroke painting and then you could see how there there could be a growing white community that would be upset and feel like the world hated them because they're just because they're white 
Um, but see, what we need, the conversation, what it needs to be directed at is the systems that enable these things. Um, but also, you know, so I, by talking to these people, basically, I figured out that the KKK, this is, uh, yeah, this is the point I'm trying to wrap all the way back around to. Like the KKK, neo-Nazis, they only exist because they provide a community for people that feel outcast, okay? Now, whether, like, for them feeling outcast, like, may or may not be justified, the reasons why they feel outcast, but the fact, the fact of the matter is they feel outcast. And then you have this group of people that are like, hey, man, we got your back. We're all friends here. You, you want to belong, right? You want to be a part of something? Well, look, you can be a part of our group, you know? And then that provides safe, comfort, community for people. And that's how the KKK and neo-Nazis, that's how they operate. Because people feel alienated. And then they, they need community. So the only people that are offering them the community are people that have ulterior motives and also have like horrible, you know, ideologies. So what would happen if instead of shunning people, we start to build community and, and inspire unity uh, rather than, oh, come on, get out of here, you and your, your spam. Boof. Get out of here. Get on. Get, get. Um, but yeah. So, I mean, that's a whole other issue that we could talk about, but it's just, you know, I just think that we have to be we have to acknowledge the fact that uh people become radicalized and look for a community even if it's a hateful community uh when they feel like they don't belong so how do we make people whoa hello <laughs> the crane fly so how do we make people feel like they belong that's what we should be that's what we should be like all striving towards and 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 looking for and and you know trying to make our way there but uh yeah did it uh, so i mentioned it earlier but do we, does anybody have any do, uh, we'll do like a quick ama anybody got any questions you can ask me anything because then we'll wrap up the the last bit of the this podcast episode here <laughs> this has been so if you're just joining us or you joined us uh late like uh, this is whole this has been a live recording of my episode of, of my podcast sputron which if you type exclamation point podcast you can um uh, uh, yeah, so you could, yeah, spew Trump, sorry, blah, blah, stuff, um, yes, I did, yeah, thank you, Randy, that's important, yeah, like, I want nothing to do with those anti-Semitic people, and I deleted all the stuff afterwards, and, like, I do not support anti-Semitism, and I don't support people acting like that at all, I just wanted to understand it, and I understood, and now, I, but I don't agree with those methods at all. Absolutely do not agree with that. It's not okay. They tried to hit me up later, and I'm like, no, nah, like, guys, I'm not, I don't want anything to do with you. You guys are totally wrong, and that's not okay what you're doing. So thank you, Randy, for letting me know that. I, I think about, a, like, thinking about a billion things now, and I didn't even know I was going to get on that topic. So um, I want to be very clear about that, but yeah. Right, and Mako Bell, I totally, yeah, I got you, like, I completely, uh, like, understand where you're coming from, too. It's, like, it's, it's hard to respond to racism. Mako Bell says, I totally understand, but as a, 
person of color, it can be hard to respond to racism with understanding and kindness when you feel dehumanized. Yeah, and it's, um, yeah, that's that's the big thing is that, yeah, it's like I, I don't advocate for, yeah, it's, it's just a tough thing. It's like I don't I don't think we can just go straight into like people that have racist ideologies and somehow like, you know, butter them up with kindness and stuff. But it's like, but how do we start to, how do we start to, um, I don't know, dismantle the walls? I, I don't know if there's an easy solution to that. And yeah, and I don't, the accountability has, you know, it's like, it has to, has to be a thing. Um, and that's, that's a big thing that, you know, I keep thinking about, but maybe we'll get there. And I, well, I know we'll get there somehow, but it's, uh, you know, so yeah, I don't, I don't want it to sound like I, and I also don't, I don't want to tell anyone that's like, oh man, yeah, just be nice to like racists and stuff. It's like, no, I, I don't, I don't think that's the right way either. I just, I honestly don't know the answer, but you know, but yeah. And Randy is like, yeah, I wanted to figure out a way to disengage because they were, this is like an aggressive troll, uh, group that could have like ruined my entire like Twitter. You know, it was like, it was scary. And I was literally, I felt sick afterward. I wanted to throw up from all that shit. And it was just, it was, it really, that traumatized me and ruined me. Um, but yeah, Randy says time. It'll take time, accountability, and movement. I agree. And I think we're getting there, you know. Also, shout out to uh, today's awesome jacket. Courtesy is my Baphomet jacket. Courtesy of Laser Party. Just posted in a link. You should check out their stuff. They got all kinds of awesome, awesome stuff. Awesome stuffs. Um, but uh, yeah, I think... Um, here, I'll just do the little the outro on the podcast here. Um, but but I'll still be on the stream. So um, thank you, everyone, for listening. If you're listening on the podcast, uh, check out my Twitch, twitch.tv slash signeutron. I'm going to figure out how to get my schedule up. I'm going to be, I'm on a quest to be a full-time streamer. So uh, you'll be able to find me a lot there. And also, I'm going to get back to... Um, I'm going to get back to doing these podcast episodes too. And uh, cause, and thank you to everyone that reached out to me asking when I was going to come back and do podcast episodes. I really appreciate you so much. And if anything that I've ever said in the podcast you think can help anybody, um, please uh, let people know about my podcast. Because like my main things that I'm doing now is my podcast, Sputron, uh, my Twitch, and my Patreon. Those are like the three main ways that, uh, that y'all could uh, support me and experience what I do. And, and um, yeah, so, yes, Randy. I, oh, yeah, well, let me finish that. Uh, but, yeah, so until next time, I'll catch you guys later. I don't, I, I don't know if this, is a, this isn't a great outro on the <laughs> thing, but, yeah.